Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here you go. Oh, that's to be over there to record. Oh, I thought it was Sister Corey's cell phone. She left it there. Amen. I was being kind. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to, I want to encourage you. Um, as we were sitting there, the thought came up that I had my chin warmer still on. I'm kind of getting used to the chin warmer. I kind of like it. Are you kind of fall not the mask, but the chin warmer? I, I like the chin warmer. Is anybody at that point where they kind of like the chin warmer? Maybe it's since it's winter time. In the summertime, I didn't mind the mask because uh, that way I wasn't projecting my foul breath on people, right? And uh, but uh, the chin warmer I like. But as I was sitting there, I thought, you know, what should I do? Should I just I kind of like the feel of it. And uh, should I take it off? And then I thought, you know, it's a flag. And I forgot I had the flag. My flag went on. And I remember, I remember Brother Hurst. He kept the flag on the pulpit. And he said, as long as O Glory's flying, we can assemble. And that doesn't seem to be the law of the land anymore. Oh, glory might get diluted down, but the church is on a firm foundation. I don't know if America turns into a shadow of itself. I'm not prophesying on any of that, but I do know one thing. There's coming a day when the earth is going to shake. And the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. It goes on and says, Wherefore comfort one another with these words. I want you to know that the Lord, He has predestined. He has prepared a, 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 He has prepared a bride, a church for Him. Amen. And the Scripture tells us that it is a glorious church. It's not a beat down church full of sin and barely thriving, but it is a powerful church that's growing. Amen. I want you to know that we will be taken away in a position of strength and not a position of weakness as long as we stay in the church. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm still holding out for old glory. So I know you are too. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. It's good to have, amen, the Myers with us. How come he's not up here preaching? How did he get out of that? It's good to have everybody here, amen, with us today. Good to have my grandson Mikey with us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Boy, I got a, I got an extra blessing as I was sitting over there this morning. 
you know, you get blessed and then there's an extra blessing, right? This extra blessing, I looked over and I was, I think it was not that song, but the one before. I looked over and, and uh, Fifi had her eyes closed and she was really singing that song with her, all of her heart. And I just kind of melted. And, and, and I looked over and she looked at me. She, she kind of caught me staring at her. And I gave her the thumbs up. You know, we got to catch our kid, kids doing good things. Amen. And, uh, and, and reward them on that. But amen. Excited. I'm excited for this message. Amen. It has blessed my soul, and I believe it will bless your soul. Um, before I do that, I want to say a couple of things. I don't have to say this, but I'm going to. This is my last uh, uh, time to minister on a Sunday morning for the, for the year of 2020. And I tell you, I have been grateful uh, for the opportunity, amen, to help. Uh, the pastor is more than adequate. In fact, he brings tremendous thought, inspiration, anointing, and messages amen. to the congregation. Amen. And so uh, I was down here yesterday, come down to pray, and, and uh, the pastor was here, and I got an opportunity to talk with him. And... I want to say this, that this has been a, a challenging year for everybody. And if we were to give a grade to, amen, our pastor, I would have to say he deserves an A. Okay? And, um, you know, I've kind of, I've watched him over this year, and I've seen his resolve and dedication become more intense. Yes. I've seen him dig deeper into the Word, and um, it's inspiring and challenging. He knows that, uh, that I feel this way, but I wanted to make a public declaration of that uh, before the end of the year. So let's, let's give him a Amen. Hey, he's had to make a lot of tough decisions. I mean, I know he goes to us for input, but the bottom line, he makes the he makes he makes the final call, and uh, whether or not we're having service in so inside outside, <laughs> these have been tough decisions. And uh, praise God! So we're thankful for Amen. Your leadership for the grant. Amen. Well. <clears throat> If you don't have a teenage boy, if you've never had one, you're not going to maybe fully understand this. But where is America today? I think it's a lot like having a teenage son, right? Where the church in America is today. Now, Easton, he is a 14-year-old boy, so he's just getting to be a teenager. And so a teenage boy has the ability to lay in a position on their bed and sleep for 12 hours with not even moving one time. I'm serious. I'm serious. Now, some of you older guys are wishing you could sleep for an hour. 
12 hours in the same position. The only difference is, is maybe there's some spittle coming down the side of his cheek, right? And if you have ever been to where there has to be a morning event that you need to have your teenage son at, and it's important to you, but not quite as important to them, it is about a half an hour job to get that kid out of bed. You got to go in there and shake him, turn the lights on. I go in there and shake him. Easton, get up. Easton, get up. <laughs> it's tough to wake them up. And I really think that's what God is doing with the church in America. Amen. I would say, Easton, we got to go. We got to go. Hurry up. We only got a half an hour. Get up. We got to go. I think that's what the Lord is doing with the church here in America. Hey, it's time to get out of your sleep. My coming is sooner than you think. Come on, church. It's time to get up. Here I am. I'm so close. Amen to calling you home. Amen. It's not that God is, is upset and He's putting us through this. No. He wants us to be ready. He's trying to get us up. Right? Get up and show forth the glory that I've put inside of you. I believe that. Amen. I, I believe that. Praise the Lord. If you'd stand with me, I've got a couple of scriptures that I would like to read here this morning just to. They're found in a chapter in the Bible that some people try to avoid because it can seem pretty scary. And you might think, boy, I don't think I want to go there. Just give me the, the beginning of uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Just give me the Beatitudes. And, I'll, and I'll, I'll camp out there for a while. I don't know if I want to camp out in, in uh, Matthew 24. Okay? But I want you to hear, I'm going to just talk about two scriptures here for a moment. Matthew 24 and 5. For many shall come in my name... I'm still not quite used to this no microphone. I think this is my second or third time up here. And I feel like I should be doing, I'm doing this like the, I don't know what, I don't know what to do with my hands. For many shall come. Look at him, I'm doing this. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. I don't have a title. I'm just going to... Oh, I told Brother Cliff, why don't you just pick a title? He had my scriptures. That's not a good title. Pick something else, Brother Cliff. Just kidding. Anyway, praise God. I'm not a title guy. I just, for some reason, I just, I come up with cheesy, corny titles. Anyway, but I want to talk to you this morning about the deception. 
You almost had it. It was close. <laughs> anyway, praise God. Let's pray. Would you help me? Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful for the opportunity to gather here today, Lord God. We appreciate everything that you've done in our midst, Lord God. I pray that you would just continue to anoint. Thank you for the anointing you've laid upon the congregation. God, give them ears to hear. Let their faith be increased. Let revelation come forth. Uh, oh God, I desire to be used by you. Thank you for your anointing. Lord God, we lift you up. We magnify you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Did you know that uh, a time of great deception is coming? Do you feel like you're already in the midst of it? Uh, Amen. Uh, Somebody had said to me one time, I said, uh, you know, I don't think that that individual is the Antichrist. And he said... uh, he may not be the Antichrist, but he sure does work in the realm of the spirit of the Antichrist. And, and so uh, I want to talk to you first about uh, the deceptions that we seem to be living in in yes. this day. Amen. We are living in a day when it seems that uh, things that we used to call normal and moral just a few years ago today uh, are being lifted up and praised uh, as a way of virtue uh, that we should be living in our lives. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen. It seems like uh, I hear on the radio that uh, Webster's or something has changed the definition of a word. How do you change the definition of a word? Uh, I'm so thankful uh, that this word is forever settled. Uh, Hallelujah. Somebody said they're trying to rewrite the word of God in China. They can try to rewrite the word of God all they want. Uh, This word is eternal uh, and it is from now on to eternity. Amen. Besides, it's a little too late. We've already written the Word. God has wrote it in our hearts. I've already hit it in my heart. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. But we are in a, living in a time of great deception. Deception on all levels. They just passed something here in the state of Washington on sex education at school and and now they're looking to pass another bill that those that are 13 and above there's going to be a health uh, a, a, a health thing inside of the schools to the nurse that they'll be able to administer medication and diagnose things 13 and above without parents permission and they're using it they want to use it because of the uh gender being malleable and so they'll be able to prescribe hormone drugs and things like that oh boy it's just crazy what seems like is going on Every year, everywhere you turn, it just seems like, what is going on? Do I even recognize this place anymore? And the older you are, the more crazy it is. You know, if you're, if you're 10, 12, 13, 14, you don't really notice it because you don't really know what it was like. 
And uh, I'm sorry, but CNN today that they're making you watch in the classroom is not painting an accurate picture of what times were like 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. Amen. Right. Yeah. Easton going to a STEM school every day. CNN today being pumped down their throat. It's a choice. Right. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But we are living in a time of great deception. But uh, I want you to know that it doesn't just stop uh, in the realms of political or in the realms of education, uh, but it is going into the realms of all of Christendom. Uh, there today, there are doctrines uh, that are being looked at as widely accepted uh, that just a decade ago was considered abominable. Uh, amen. Uh, there is going to be a great deception uh, that has taken place throughout all of the world. Well, Brother Jeff, that's kind of a miserable picture you're painting. Doom and gloom. Well, it is. But I want to read another scripture from that same chapter of Matthew. Can you please give me, Brother Cliff, Matthew 24, 24. Let me tell you this. It's going to get even worse. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall be able to show great signs and wonders. Ooh, great signs and wonders. In so much that if it were possible, that they shall deceive the very elect. Wow. So it's already pretty bad, but it's going to get worse because apparently there's going to be some individuals who are going to come up and they're going to declare themselves to be righteous and all of this. And they'll be able to pull down great signs and wonders that will marvel the whole world. But I was reading this scripture a couple of weeks ago and this popped out at me that I had never thought of before. They shall show great signs and wonders in so much that if it were possible, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. It's not possible. I cannot be deceived. <laughs> no power of darkness. No power of the devil. I don't care how much fire they call down from heaven. The church. Hallelujah. Those that have been washed in the blood and filled with His Spirit. I want you to know, Brother Ali, it will be impossible for you to be deceived. Amen. Hallelujah. The world, they might follow after a false doctrine or a false God or even a false Christ. But I want you to know that we are the elect. Amen. And it is not possible for you and I to be deceived by the adversary. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to believe that. I'm not preaching a false doctrine. I know that there is a possibility that I could deceive myself. And I'll go into that in a little bit later in this message. But I want you to know this, that the adversary, the powers of darkness, they have no ability to deceive the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Why is that? But let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. 
Jesus. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. You see, when I look over and I see Kevin, I see Kevin on the flesh. But what the world doesn't know is inside is the Spirit of Almighty. Amen. Jesus, He can't be deceived because Jesus can't be deceived. Hallelujah. I want you to get this. Let's park here for a moment. I want you to understand you don't have to worry about some boogeyman who may come and deceive you or your children as long as you stay in the church prayed up. Amen. And filled with the power and the fire of God. You cannot be deceived. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Now, hey, I did like what everybody else did. After I read that, got it to myself. I said, well, let's see what the experts on the internet think about that. And you know what? They're close to getting it right. Amen. But there are some that, no, 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 no. Because they try to talk about, well, the devil's been deceiving mankind through all of humanity. Amen. Well, there's a difference. We're the church. He might have deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. Hallelujah. But I've got the Word. Amen. I've got the Spirit. I've got the name of Jesus. Amen. I've been washed in His blood. I've received the circumcision that's been made without hands. Hallelujah. He has stamped His name upon me. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I've been sealed unto the day of redemption. Hallelujah. I cannot be deceived. Hallelujah. And neither can you. You can't. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. Cannot be deceived. I want to read you a scripture. It's in Isaiah 45, verse 4. Let me tell you, before you put it up, Brother Cliff, um, what's going on in chapter Isaiah 45, 44 in that area is that God is getting ready to reveal His plan of taking an ungodly king who's not a Jew and making him the great king over all the world and to use him for God's glory. This is speaking of Cyrus. Okay? And so the prophet here is explaining this in... in Telling what is going to happen. Because he has to, he's letting the Jewish people know here's what's going to happen, right? And so here is, I think, a hallmark scripture for this event. For Jacob, this is the Lord. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect. I have even called thee by name. I have surnamed thee, though thou hast not known me. While he was still in the womb, God knew what he was going to do with that baby. 
how he was going to make him a prince among men, how he was going to take his sons, amen, how he was going to create a nation from this man. And this is what the Lord said he was going to do with Cyrus. And he said, I'm relating it to how I've worked, amen, with the children of Israel. And that's just how God is with you and I today. Brother Ali, when the Lord looked down from heaven and he saw you as an adolescent throwing stones at Christians and calling them names, he was saying, that boy doesn't know it, but one day he's going to be a soul winner for me. He's going to be out there preaching the gospel. He's going to be knocking on doors, inviting souls, and testifying, and praying for the sick, and calling on the name of Jesus. When I didn't know Him, He knew me. When I wasn't thinking about Him, He was thinking about me. That's what the Lord does. He called you as a young boy when you lost your dad. He said, I'm going to make him a pastor someday, and he's going to lead a church. This young, misguided, young individual again. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. And so this, this is what the Lord does. This is the elect. Amen. Praise God. We are the elect. What does elect mean? Called out, chosen by God. I want you to know that the call of God is going out. Amen. God has called, but not everyone, not everybody is going to accept. Amen. Here I am, Lord. It's time for America, for the world to answer the call. Amen. There is a call that's going out. Today is the day of salvation. Seek Him while He still yet may be found. For night cometh when no man shall be able to work. I want you to know that we live in a time, amen, that if any man hunger, let him come unto me. If any man is thirsty, let him come unto me, he says. There is a time right now, in this time of grace, that we all can be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to this in Titus chapter 3, verse 3 through 6. For we, this is kind of what Kelly hit on this morning, a little bit of this, but his was in 1 Corinthians 6, he was referring to. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient. At one time, we were deceived. Not anymore. No. I've been born again. You know what that means? That means this, that the Spirit of the Almighty doesn't dwell behind a veil and in a box. Amen. But it now lives in fleshly tabernacles. The Spirit of God, I know you're looking at me and you think it's just Brother Jeff. No, the Spirit of the Almighty is inside of there. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. The days of me being deceived, that was done away long ago. Praise God. My eyes have been opened to the truth. I've got revelation and understanding of who Jesus is. Amen. Serving diverse lust, pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Keep going, please. But after that, the kindness 
and love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared. How did it appear? How did you and I, who at one time were these things, how is it that we are now God's elect? Not by the works of righteousness, which we have done. There was nothing that I could do to merit this great life-changing experience called being born again. It's by the grace and then my faith mingled that brought me to a place of repentance. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. How did He save us? By the washing of regeneration. By the washing in the blood of Jesus and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm no longer part of the group that's going to be deceived in the end times. But I'm part of the elect. If it were possible, it's not possible. I cannot be deceived. Amen. Which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Praise God here. Brother Kelly's scripture that he referenced this morning. 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 12. Some of you Bible scholars, when I first said that about I cannot be deceived, you might have thought of this scripture and said, Oh, Brother Woods, you made a mistake. But when you look at the context of this scripture, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So what's going on in this chapter is there's some things going on in the church. There's some disputes. And brother is taking brother to sit in front of a non-believing judge. And he said, aren't you better off just settling it? Aren't you better off just taking the wrong? Okay? And And so then he comes to this. And he says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Don't fool yourself. Right? Don't don't play games with yourself. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. This is the letter to the church. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers. Pastor said something to me yesterday that kind of blew my mind when he he mentioned, he said, Jeff, I feel like that, that the spirit of Barabbas has been released and all of this chaos in the streets. nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed. 
but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Once again, I'm washed and I've got the Holy Ghost. You see, it goes hand in hand. It's in the name of Jesus. I'm washed in the blood. I'm filled with His Spirit. Amen. How do we put on the gospel of Jesus? His death. We don't go out and die. We don't hang ourselves on a cross. Amen. I died a self-will at an altar. It could be at a church. It could be in your bedroom, wherever you decide. God, I'm no longer going to be the Lord of my life. I turn it all over to you. Amen. It's an altar of repentance. That's how I die. Amen. And then uh, Jesus was buried. The, the book of Romans tells me that I'm buried with Him in baptism. So as He was buried, I'm buried with Him. That's why we say the name of Jesus over you when we baptize you. We identify with His death in repentance. We identify with His burial. Amen. In baptism. And it doesn't end there. But we identify with His glorious resurrection through the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There's a new man walking in your shoes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank God. Hallelujah, Lord. Now watch this. So he says all that. And this is where I believe when he says, don't be deceived. Don't fool yourself. Because he says the next thing is this. All things are lawful unto me. After he lays out this laundry list. But he says, but all things are not expedient. Don't, Jeff, don't fool yourself. You can't allow your flesh to reign over you. You can't allow those fleshly desires of that old man to reign. This is why Paul said that he died daily. He had to crucify that flesh every day. And he would say, no, I'm going to walk in the Spirit today. I'm not going to walk in the flesh. I'm not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh because the flesh and the Spirit, they war against one another. And whoever we allow to reign in our lives is the way that we walk. And so what we've got to do is make a conscious decision every day. No, I'm going to follow, amen, the commandments of God and be led by the Spirit and let my mind think upon the things that are good and just and holy and right and true, amen. Hallelujah, I'm almost done here. I want to I want to read some more. It's more of a Bible study, I guess, but uh, normally I don't normally I don't I don't put a lot of notes when I'm preaching. I mean, normally I don't use any notes when I'm preaching. But for some reason this just came to me. And I got a lot of scriptures I want to read. I want you to listen to this. And when Christ who is our life, shall appear. Then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Wow. All eyes shall behold Him like a flash of light. The church. So shall we meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. 
Wow. Now look at the next verse. So then we know that that's happening. That's going to happen. So us as Christians who know that at the Lord's appearing, we shall appear with Him, then how should I live my life? Mortify, therefore, your members, your body. Mortify yourself. That means die out too. Make dead which are upon the earth. It says, Jeff, you have to make sure that this is dead in your life. Fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection. Okay, here's the big one. I had to... I had to sound this one out on the thing. Evil concupiscence. I got it right. That's lusting. And covetousness, which is idolatry. He says, you got to mortify this, Jeff. You can't allow it to build up into your life. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Boy. Keep going. Let's get off that one quick. (laughs) In the which ye also walked some time when you lived in them. Brother Kelly, you hit on it this morning. We were walking like that when we used to live in them, Pastor. But now ye also put off all of these. He says, oh, I got a few other things I want to make sure you stop doing. How about being angry? My wife always uses this one with me. I said, you're getting angry. The Bible says be angry and sin if not. You better step back or I'm going to start doing some sinning. (laughs) She's like, I can be angry. I just can't sin. She doesn't really say that. She thinks it. Oh, I better stop. <laughs> but now you also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your phone. I mean mouth. <laughs> this is the this is the new updated version. Right? The new filthy communication out of your phone. Lie, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've put that old man off. Yeah. Right? And have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, Barbarian, Scythian, I don't know if that's what that is, but that's what I, how I pronounce it. Bond nor free. What he's saying is this. There's no respecter of persons. There, God doesn't see it as one saint is more money and another one isn't. He's, he's not saying, I want to win him in because he makes a lot of money. God doesn't look at the value like that. Right? He doesn't say, oh boy, that one's really educated. If I could get that one in here. But Christ is all and in all. Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, if you haven't got it, 
when you get the Holy Ghost, uh, it's the same Holy Ghost I got uh, as a young man, amen, at the age of 20, when I felt the Holy Ghost moving through me. Uh, and then uh, the Bible says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. Uh, they shall speak with new tongues. Uh, I had never seen anybody speak in tongues before, uh, amen. Uh, but I want you to know this, uh, that when I got the Holy Ghost, uh, I started to speak in another language that I had never learned. Amen. I was laying flat on my back. I was probably speaking in tongues for a half an hour. Some of you were there. I hope you didn't skip church that night because if you did, you missed a great thing. Bowels of mercy. Put on therefore as the elect of God. Here we are. The elect of God. We're mortifying the deeds of the flesh now we're going to do this. Put on the elect of God. Holy and beloved. Bowels of mercy. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Long-suffering. Forbearing one another. Yes. Especially in the home. Especially during lock-up. Lock-down or whatever they call this. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Keep going, please. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. And here it is, Brother Long's favorite scripture. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the elect. Amen. Not being deceived. Amen. We are living in the days that the devil, the adversary, he knows his days are short. But I want you to know, you and I, we don't have to worry about what the devil is doing or what the plan, amen, of the other side, the adversary is doing. Because God has forever settled his word when it comes to the church. Amen. Somebody said, don't ever say you work as hard as the devil. He knows his days are short. You know, Jude says this, that he, when Moses died, there was a, a confrontation between Michael and, and uh, Satan over the body of Moses. You know why? It just hit me the other day. I was in a discussion with uh, my son. He was calling me up and telling me, about a message that he had just preached and was so excited about. And he had this revelation. It was great. And in that conversation, this came up. And then it just, wow, that's the reason why. You see, the devil knows that this word is forever settled. And he was around at the beginning when God laid everything out in the stars and even put the plan of salvation in the heavens. Amen. He knows that there's coming before the coming of the Lord. There shall be the last revival that God has. He's going to send out two witnesses. And I believe one of them is Moses. And the other one is 
is Elijah. The Bible doesn't say who it's going to be, but you can make an argument for those two. For they were on the Mount of Transfiguration, amen, with Jesus. But if you think about it, here he is. He's fighting over the body of Moses. If I can keep him and take this body, then he can't be used in the last days as a witness to bring in revival. I want you to know what the Word of God says about Moses. Amen. Could you give me that please in numbers? Here's the thing. Here's what's going on. Miriam and Aaron, they kind of feel like they're kind of getting left out a little bit. and They're important too. And so the Lord hears what's going on. He calls all three of them. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye there. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they came both. And they both came forth. And now think about that. All of a sudden, the pillar of God before the tabernacle, He calls the three, and then He has you two step out. And the Lord says, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make Myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. But My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all My house. Listen to this. With him will I speak mouth to mouth. The New King James says face to face. Even apparently, and not in dark speeches, in the similitude of the Lord shall he behold. Wherefore, then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? I believe that's the reason why Satan was wrestling over the body. You think about this great revival that he will bring in the last days as one of the witnesses. He wrote the Torah, the first five books. Amen. Everything we know about creation, everything we know about Adam and Eve, everything we know about the fall, everything we know about Noah, everything we know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, everything we know, amen, about all of this was penned by Moses. God said... My prophets will I speak to in dreams and visions, but Moses will I speak to in face to face. Moses, the one who said, God, let me see your glory. And he hit him behind the rock and the Lord passed through. And when he came down, his face shone like a light. Amen. If I can get the musicians to come. You see, this thing is settled. It's a done deal. We are in the midst of a great revival that has taken place throughout all the world. And He is shaking the American church because He wants America to be part of it. I listen to those who travel the world and go to different events and they come back with testimonies of people walking for hours 
to come to hear the gospel. And they linger at the altars for hours in 110 degree weather. And the Lord says, my beloved church, it's time. you got to wake up. My coming is so soon. Amen. i got one more scripture to read. Matthew 24 and 31. Listen to this. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. From one end of heaven to the other. Woo! Hallelujah. There may be a great falling away. But it's not going to be from His elect. Hallelujah. I want you to know this. Your foot is on the rock and your name is in the book. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You need to stand up and make that declaration. I am part of the church. I am part of the elect. Amen. I've been washed in the blood. I've been filled with the Spirit. The Holy Ghost, amen, is moving in my life. I am not walking in the flesh. I am not fulfilling the deeds of the flesh. Amen. I want you to know and be confident that you cannot be deceived. You cannot be moved in these last times. Regardless of what happens to America, the church will thrive. Amen. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. When I got this understanding that I cannot be deceived, suddenly, amen, there was this new strength in knowing. Go ahead and sing. Hallelujah. There was a new strength in knowing. Amen. I can't be deceived by the powers of darkness. I've been illuminated by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.